Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, everybody. It's time for another Tuesday Night Jaw on the Distraction Pieces Network. This is the smoothest opening I think I've ever done. I feel like I'm presenting on some kind of jazz radio station, but I'm not. Jim Smallman here on my little wrestling podcast. Uh, Like I said, on the Distraction Pieces Network, make sure you check out the other podcasts on said network, for they are awesome. Um, So this week it's a Tuesday Night Jaw Meets episode, um, done via Skype. Um, so I apologise a little bit. A couple of times the, the broadband signal just drops out a little bit. Um, but my guest is uh, Martina the Session Moth. Or Session Moth Martina, depending on which way around you want to say her name. But Martina, either way. Um, who it makes her progress. Wrestling debut this Sunday um, at uh, Old Man Yells at Cloud on uh, the Electric Ballroom. On Sunday afternoon, um, it's already sold out. Uh, you might be able to get a return ticket via Twickets, but it sold out ages ago. Um, but super excited about that show. Super excited about actually meeting Martina in person. Someone who, we talk about this um, during our interview, people have been really excited about seeing in progress for quite some time. Um, despite her own protestations, she is a fantastic wrestler, but she's a fantastic character as well. Um, very much enjoying seeing her making her progress debut against Dahlia Black as part of the Natural Progression Series 4 tournament. Um, time to do. A few little plugs. That's how we do this. Me, at Jim Smallman on Twitter. Jim Smallman Comedian on Facebook. JimSmallman.com is my website. Uh, on there, there's JimSmallman.com slash TNJ, where you can point people at this here podcast, a uh, list of all the episodes we've done so far, how newbies to the podcast can subscribe to it. The wrestling company I own with my two best mates is ProgressWrestling.com. All of our shows are available at Demand-Progress.com for, we used to say a fiver a month, but the exchange rate has knackered that slightly. It's around £6.11 a month at the minute um, because it's an American-based website. But yeah, Demand-Progress.com if you want to watch all of our shows. Um, This coming Sunday show will be up probably a week after it. So uh, do check that out should you so choose. Um, And something else. I want to plug uh, today is something we've mentioned on the podcast last time Chris Brooker was on um, but Jerry the King Lawler is doing a tour with Eros Comedy that's Chris's company um, in March I'm providing support at the London show but it's something I want to point you guys in the direction of so eroscomedy.com for the Jerry the King Lawler tour. Um, uh, These are the dates. Wednesday, 15th of March, is at the Glee Club in Birmingham. Thursday, the 16th of March, is the Leicester Square Theatre in London. That's the show where I'm being support. Friday, the 17th of March, the Dance House in Manchester. Saturday, the 18th of March, the Classic Grand in Glasgow. And Sunday, the 19th of March, the Empire Music Hall in Belfast. Um, The reason I'm excited about this is not just that Mr Lawler is a wrestling legend, um, but it's all the... All the stories that I think he can tell. The thing that I always find fascinating when listening to any wrestler, past or present, speaking and doing a Q&A or anything like that, is always the stories they can tell. When you've got the history that Jerry Lawler's got, um, all the stuff in Memphis, all the stuff with Andy Kaufman, um, things like that, I'm just super excited about being part of that show and experiencing it on the eight, on the 16th of March rather uh, in London. But don't forget, Birmingham, London, Manchester, Glasgow, Belfast from the 15th to the 19th of March, eroscomedy.com. 
do go along and support the show if you can, because Eros Comedy, they're the ones who started the old wrestling Q&A thing with Mick Foley years ago, um, and they've always done them well, uh, and I've always enjoyed being part of them. So, eroscomedy.com, do check that out. Eros Comedy on Twitter if you want some more info. Um, now we're going to get to my interview with Martina. Now, um, like I said before, there's a couple of things. Um, the, the sound quality has dropped out here and there. I've tried to edit around it. Apologies the odd bit where um, myself or Martina break up. Apologies for that. Um, had to do something via Skype today because um, it turns out having a baby means that sometimes I'm not quite as mobile as I would like to be in terms of being able to get out of the house and interview people. However, delighted that I could quickly call up Martina and go, hey, do you want to have a chat? And she was like, yes. And she was super enthusiastic. And her enthusiasm for wrestling, I think, is is absolutely brilliant and we we talk about various things she's done for ott in ireland and she's wrestled for icw in the uk and uh, i i genuinely um fascinate with her act and think that it's going to work really really well in front of a progress audience and i'm just excited to see the reaction that she's going to get on sunday afternoon so hopefully um if this is your first introduction to her this will be something that piques your interest and you'll go out and seek other things that she's done um if you're already aware of her then you're probably quite excited to listen to his chatting for 45 minutes or so so um you know enjoy it enjoy his having a chat um and as always if you are coming to the progress show on sunday and you are a tuesday night jaw listener very important that you just high five me just just high five me no nothing needs to be said or or stated when you high five me just high five me it's cool um i did a solo show i did a whole new hour uh, during the leicester comedy festival uh, on Saturday, and three different people, none of whom are wearing progress merch. So you know, a lot of the time this gets levelled as this being a progress podcast. It isn't. I just happen to run a wrestling company um, that happens to get a little bit of press in the UK at the minute. Um, but I'm a wrestling fan. I love all wrestling. If I didn't run progress, I'd still be a wrestling fan. I'd still be banging on about it to anyone who'd listen. Um, but three different people, none of whom are wearing progress merchandise, um, all came to my solo show and all high five me. And that made my day because I know this podcast now has got a load of listeners, but we can always have more. Um, keep rating and reviewing this on iTunes and, and wherever else you get your, your podcast of choice from. But do keep telling people about it because this podcast is starting, and starting to get a little name for itself. And I, I quite enjoy that. So I'm super grateful for your support. I think we'll probably tick over uh, 200,000 downloads in the next week or so, which is really awesome. Um, and I keep promising it. Um, Rob Dobrovolsky, who is Progress's merch designer and graphic designer and a guy that we love dearly and is a very good friend of mine and a friend of our company, um, he's designed a couple of t-shirts for me. So I'm just looking into how I can put those up for pre-order and then we'll take some pre-orders and I'll have them made and then you can buy Tuesday Night Jaw t-shirts and support the company, uh, support the podcast rather, uh, and the Distraction Pieces Network in that way. But that, they are coming. I promise you they are coming. Um they really are and they're, they're nice I'm looking at them right now they're, they're beautiful but I don't have a descriptive vocabulary so I can't tell you what they look like but you know it's wrestling merch isn't it it's all good I like to think so it's all I own I'm, a, I'm, I'm wearing wrestling merch now of course I am head to toe in it I'm wearing Zubas I'm not wearing Zubas here's a fact about Zubas though if you don't know what Zubas are they're the, the trousers that if you imagine Davy Boy Smith in 1992, they'd be the trousers he would wear as he turns up with his wheelie suitcase. You know the ones I mean? Elasticated waist, patterns. Zubas, the company, started by Road Warrior Animal. That's a fact that blew my mind when I read his autobiography, which is, incidentally, a very good autobiography. Um, so yeah, Zubas, Road Warrior, Anim- Road Warrior Animal. Fact. That's... We're going to go to the interview now. Um, so me chatting to Session Martha Martina. Um, uh, and yeah, we'll, uh, I'll catch you on the other side. Enjoy us having a little bit of a chat. See you in a bit. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, hello. Hi. Hiya. Uh, are you all right, lovely? How are you? What's the story? As that's what I was say, I should be saying. What's the crack with you? Um, I'm all right. I'll get to meet you properly at the weekend. Yeah, first time. It's going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> Very much looking forward to it. Well, here's the thing with you appearing in progress is I, I on Twitter, I get people, there's certain names that come up a lot when people want us to book people. Yeah, I've seen that myself. You constantly have people on saying, this person should come, this person should come. Yeah, and, and we, we get it with you a lot. <laughs> it was it was happening a lot both on the the progress account and and on my account people constantly going you, you need to book some session moth you need to book. and we're like okay um because yeah. i remember <laughs> i remember messaging you when we did decide to book you i was like yeah it's happening um Yay! So, um um so we're quite excited um and, and people in our fans in general seem quite excited about seeing you um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm so nervous, but uh, I'm so excited at the same time. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, oh god, it's just such a load of a brand new crowd to dance in front of and make a fool of myself in front of. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's kind of how you look at it. It's such a wide audience. Well, but also I embarrass as well, myself. <laughs> like it feels that maybe the last two or three months that you've really kind of got out and about quite a bit. Like it does feel that everyone's kind of got wise to you being excellent and that's why all of a sudden all of a sudden <laughs> you're being excellent. Bu- I think it's just something uh, different <laughs> is what they're kind of copping but yeah it, it has like a, like since I think it was like before Christmas it just kind of um exploded and like I was working in a bar all of last year and obviously like you know that's that was just weekend work mm. so it was kind of like uh, I'd only really have OTT once a month sure so when I had the job, I was kind of like, oh, I'm going to need like, you know, uh, like a Saturday off a month to go and do this. But here, come, like, we'll have a big after party and we'll like work together. And so the bar loved me because I ended up bringing like <laughs> 200, 300 people to this tiny little uh, rock and blues bar. And <laughs> so, yeah, it worked out great for them. But then as the year kind of went on, I kind of kept getting busier and busier which is obviously the dream, like, because when I started that job or whatever, I was wrestling for years before that anyway. But uh, it just, in Ireland, it's so small and there's mm. not much going on. And then you're looking over, like, across the pond and you see people that you're friends with are working three or four times in a weekend, every weekend, and you can't help but just get ridiculously jealous. of Like, like to them, when they come over to us, it's like, you know, oh, this is, oh, we have another one tomorrow. We have another two tomorrow. We're going from this one to the next one. And you're just like... Holy crap, guys! We we hold out for one once a month, and it's like the biggest. We literally have to like survive off that for the next month, you know, <laughs> just to keep everything going. But uh, yeah, like, and so obviously, I made a lot of friends from the UK from them coming over here. Sure. And seeing them just working all the time, I was so jealous, and it just kind of made me go, "That's what I want." Like, I have so much fun going out there, and as I said, making a fool out of myself, and I think that's what kind of worked for me. Because I don't go out there and take myself seriously at all. I, I like, think I think you're a, you're a big believer as well in the um, ages ago. I remember talking to somebody and them saying, um, like, your entrance when you're a wrestler is yeah. is about eighty percent of you getting over. Oh yeah, yeah. So I remember um, my trainer was even saying, like, you know, if you have fans in the crowd that don't necessarily like wrestling, they're just waiting for the next entrance. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's what, that's what kind of keeps them going until the until the next match. They just want to see that like kind of big entrance, and that and that gives as well if they don't know you, it's kind of their time to introduce everything about you. 
the last, uh, like the two seconds that you're out there, it kind of makes people decide if they like you or not. Sure. And I, I think it's something that I didn't really think about until I became a wrestling promoter. But how much of me being a wrestling fan, I've gone back and gone, oh, I, I really loved so-and-so's entrance back in the Attitude yeah. Era. And it's a big, it is a big reason why you like certain guys. It's, you know, it's... Well, yeah, like Stone Cold's like glass shattering used to just make people lose their mind. Mm. And then he'd just strut down to the ring and you didn't really care what happened after that, you know, because <laughs> you were just like, the cool guy's here. You know, <laughs> it's all about that kind of that big fucking moment that like boom oh my god they're here this is great uh yeah so entrance is kind of pretty much everything um so for people who've only heard your name but have not experienced you yet um yeah um what i mean kind of because it's like you're saying you've you've been wrestling how long have you been wrestling for uh seven years (laughs) which is crazy because there's not that many around in ireland the moment that are like like it's all the older lads that are around that long but um, yeah, I was just doing like, you know, kids shows because that's all that was available in Ireland, really. And I did do other countries like I've gone to Belgium and Switzerland and Germany and stuff like that over my like before pre Martina. Yeah. Uh, and like I just did like Kaza and, you know, it was your basic heel or baby face girl. I was wearing the tights. I was doing the kind of there was it was just, you know, basic wrestling and you know, I have the moves down. I could do them. I could do the matches, and it was good. And like kid shows, obviously, they're not as like not as evolved as wrestling has gone these days. Mm. So it was fine for that little time. But then, like OTT came along, and it was just like from the get go, because we had nothing like it in Ireland before. It was like this explosion went off, and it's like okay, other places are doing this really th- cool thing called wrestling. <laughs> let's do that too and so we did and like i did actually the very first ott show i did wrestle as kaza on it and uh it was good it was grand the crowd cheered and everything like that but it was like no one was talking after it yeah you know what i mean and it was just like okay the girls are there and the girls are gone and it was like okay so then i wasn't on the next two and i was kind of like oh you know what like it's not gonna cut it and so we had the guys that dress up as like junkies and they were instantly the most fake like they did that on a show we did years ago because i've trained with them since i started right and uh it was just so funny and people loved it and they're like you know we need a girl we need a girl and so the idea was for me to just come in in tracksuit bottoms as well and just be one of them but in, in ireland I, I know that the uk has not heard of a session moth <laughs> yeah, it did confuse us it did confuse yeah. us to start with everyone always <clears throat> asks me what's a session mop but the thing is in Ireland it's such a popular term yeah. it's like just every week in Dublin like you know you just have girls groups of girls that go to nightclubs and they wear tiny little dresses and they're just out of session they just want to drink 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 and they call, they're called session mots and they just drink 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 they'll go out they're the walk of shamers the next morning <laughs> you know <laughs> they're session mots and they'll just like and they're so hung over the next day they just group together in their jammies and they go get chicken fillet rolls like <laughs> an amber leaf but that's a session mode. it's just your typical irish girl that's just hung over <laughs> and uh, but the thing is there's about a million of them in ireland like every sunday morning you see session mods roaming the streets <laughs> so but it became such a popular term so then obviously i was like right i'm gonna wear a tracksuit so i was like you know it'd be better i'll call myself a session mod and everyone will get a kick out of that, and it worked. And I was like, you know what's more session mod than wearing leopard print pajamas? Because <laughs> leopard print is such a tacky, uh, out there kind of thing, and it's what session mods would wear with their big hoop earrings. Kind of, it's like chavs, as you yeah. would say, but just, uh, like real dirty, grimy, and like you know, scrappy sort of girls. And I, so I just started. I was like, yeah, screw that. I'm gonna just go full blown session mod. I'll wear my jammies every show. I'll like bring chicken fillet rolls with me. <laughs> All I want to do is get a curry and be hungover <laughs> and have cans. And I just kind of like, it was just so much fun taking the absolute piss. <laughs> and uh, so it just kind of was like, wow, this comedy stuff is so much better than wearing tiny little shorts and worrying about stuff being on show. Because in, at least as Martina, if something goes on show, it's part of the gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time I got, my attention was drawn to it was was kind of it, it was videos 
of highlight videos of you, but not yeah. necessarily of you doing much. It was as much comedy as it was wrestling, and obviously, I'm, yeah. I'm a, oh, that's a hundred percent. I'm, I'm. That's what I'm about. Like you know, and, because... and I'm a comedian, so from my <laughs> point of view, I was going, oh, that because a lot of the time, comedy and wrestling isn't always isn't always necessarily massively hilarious. Yeah. Um, and in this case, I was like, this is genuinely funny. This is this a lot of people have making a, me laugh. A lot of people do have a problem with comedy wrestling. Like you do, like obviously it's not everyone's cup of tea. Hmm. You know, some people are like, no, we want the strong, hard hitting matches. But like the way I see it is, if you have a show or you're watching a show of like seven or eight matches or something like that, and if they're all trying to outdo each other wrestling wise with these high spots and these insane, insane things, and you know, I mean, you don't want to watch two hours of the same thing and obviously i know every performer brings something different to the table but i think it's great to have that little mix of entertainment in there to just break it up well i i totally agree and when, when we're putting shows together <clears throat> it's always a big part of what we do i mean there's there's a a bit of advice that that william regal always gives people at, at training schools in particular is that if you go to a circus and you just watch um 10 high wire acts in a row yeah. it's not entertaining you, you want exactly. to see the clowns you want to see a bit of everything and, and I always do and exactly comedy, yeah. you want to see something else you know comedy's, in, comedy's important and, it, and it's OTT is a great example a of OTT is a great example of getting the balance right I think you know you've got you yeah. have got you've got the wrestling that people want to see and it's not just because there's all kinds of good wrestling there's plenty of people who come oh, yeah. to progress shows who go oh I don't like people who do flips Okay. Yeah, fine. and then but then they've got their big hard hitter guys yeah, as well that absolutely. are going to be completely different to the flippy guys. Yeah, absolutely. So when you started training, um, yeah, um, who trained you? Just out of interest, uh, Joe Cabray, the uh, the promoter of OTT, but it oh, was cool. like years ago, and he was running like AWR. He kind of like I trained in a school called Mainstage, and uh, we had other trainers there, but then he was kind of like the big promoter, the big bad promoter of the country because <laughs> <laughs> he was running. A, uh, AWR, uh, which was like they did all these tours in France back in the day, and that was kind of like you know the biggest thing that like Ireland had produced. Mm. But he and then I remember he just kind of came down to training school one day and just watched us train, and and he kind of just jumped in, and then he started like taking every Wednesday, so I'd always go to his classes. But then I do other people's classes that are just kind of like wrestlers from around here that have were around before us. But, you know, I just trained every every a few times every week and I just kind of kept at it and eventually started getting, like, the kids' shows and stuff like that. Mm. And then, like, Joe went to NXT and then he came back and he started taking training on full-time. And so that's when he really kind of, like, you know, dug deep and started, like, you know, pulling his finger out. And so he'd be very much hands-on with me. Mm. But then we do, like, we'd always do training seminars with the other guys and, like, Deva has done loads with us while he was here. Uh, every time he was back from Japan, he'd come down to the school sure. and uh, do bits with us, which was great. And uh, Paul Tracy would be another one that like, he comes down training every other week and just takes our class and just runs us to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the training aspect of like it, it I still very much kind of put the grind in, and you know, I'm down there every week. I'll do my, I'll do everything I'm supposed to. Whether I like, I end up using half of the stuff I know I can do on my shows because it's not exactly my spot. Mm. I don't do it, but it's in the bag. You know well, what I mean? It's always cool to see that. I mean, there's <clears throat> there's people who've come through the progress training school who still go to training, and I'm always. I think it's always a a really admirable thing in that. Like I've been doing stand up for twelve years. I don't think I know it all. I can still yeah. learn stuff. If someone who's been going 20 years sits me down and goes, have you thought about trying to do this in your act? I'll listen to them. And I think it's it's, uh, it's yeah. really healthy for wrestlers to Yeah, I think you that. have to. Yeah. I think it's... But that's exactly like... If I, if I got stuck in the kind of thing of being like, oh, well, I'm doing comedy wrestling now. I don't need to... My fitness doesn't need to be good. My I don't need to go to the gym because I wear pajamas and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I just think like in there with like unbelievable talent and i can't keep it there and i'm gonna make a shit in that case you know what i mean like so my whole thing is to kind of try and you know is if if needs be down the, like say with ott obviously i've been there so long i've done all my comedy they know what my gig they know who i am they know the session moth that i don't need to go out there every time and explain what a session moth is or do all my funny stuff anymore because i'm they already know me they're already behind me so it's almost like time roll this is where martina's going to start wrestling hmm it's at that point now in OTT, whereas now when I'm starting to do, hey, I'll do stuff to be like, 
this is me, this is funny me, this is this. And, you know, every so often pull something out of the bag that might make them go, oh, wow, you know? Yeah. The thing is, as well, is is everyone who is a funny character within wrestling is still someone who can wrestle, <laughs> you know? It, mm-hmm. It's very rare you get someone who, who turns up and is hilarious and can do nothing. Yeah, like, I, I would watch a lot of uh, Cal Cabana stuff, obviously, mm. for, like, years, and... Sometimes you just, like, you could be watching a match and be like, all right, and then you just see it like, whoa, wow, he just, like, he just brought it there, and it's great to see, and I think that in itself gets a pop because he's not doing it every single time, hmm. so then when he does do it, it is special. Yeah, absolutely. So when you started training, what was what was the thing that made you want to, to train and, be, and become a wrestler? I never, like, thought I would do it. I never, like, it was just, I didn't even think it was an option, really. I was like a really, really heavy weight <laughs> child and teenager, uh, like ridiculously so. <laughs> and but obviously, like you know, I just loved wrestling and I watched it and everything like that. But I didn't even know there was wrestling in Ireland. And I remember I was standing in line to um, meet Chris Jericho when he came over for one of his gigs, and I like going to get it signed. And a guy ahead of me in the queue was like, he's like, oh, I just got back from a show. I was like, what show? Oh, I was doing a wrestling show down the road. I was like, what? A, a wrestling show? What the hell? And then he just told me about it, and I was like, this is this is weird. And then I said it to someone. They're like, yeah, there's a, there's a few schools, and there's this around. I was like, that's fucking mental. <laughs> like, the, what the hell? This isn't WWE. This guy, like, what's going on? So then I looked it up, and I went, and I went to go see the show. And, uh, and albeit now, it's nothing compared to what any of us are exposed to now. And I'd say anyone training now, if they've seen this, sh- like that just started training in the last mm. year, because they've been like exposed to the likes of OTT and then they have like progress on the man and they see these huge shows. It wasn't like that then. Sure. It was like 40 people at most in a GA hall with like a terrible ring with no, like they wouldn't have aprons and, you know, there would just be a curtain up for an entranceway. Like, just not high-quality stuff at all. But I was blown away. <laughs> I was like, this is so cool. I have to be a part of this somehow. But I I didn't have... I was too shy. Um, and so I didn't... I just kind of went to the shows. And then I think I met I met the guy that ran it. And I I met him on a night out, typically. And I was drunk. <laughs> and I just said to him, like, I'd love to do it, but I don't have the balls. And I forgot that I'd even said that. Uh, and the next day he texted me being like, oh, so I've set you up for a private class to come down and just try a few bumps and see what you think about it. And like, no, no way. Not a chance. I'm not doing it. Uh, but then I was like, right, well, he went to the effort, so I'll do it. And I just went down and it was just me, him and another guy. And they just kind of showed me, you know, the starting bits. And then I remember these two other guys showed up for their own class and um, they got in the ring and they started doing all this stuff. And they started applying that little role that I just learned. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, if I do that role, does that mean I'll be able to do that? <laughs> uh, I wasn't in the end. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so then I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to keep going. And I didn't even have the notion of doing shows in my head. Mm. I was like, I'll never get to that stage. I'm just going to, I just really like the training. I think it's fun. And it was about time I got off my ass to do something fitness related. <laughs> and so I just kind of, and then I did it and I just got obsessed. And I just kept going. And then before I knew it, like a show became an option. And I was like, oh, my God. Because there weren't many girls. There is still, like, there's not that many girls in Ireland. Right. Okay. So, and I think when I started, there was, like, three. Hmm. Uh, and so, and once they kind of got wind that there was another girl training, they're like, oh, come be on our show. And I was like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Joe, my trainer, was just like, look, just do it for the experience. It'll be good for you. You know, get out there in front of a crowd. Like, put it to use. And so I did. And then after that, it was just all, like, just kind of kept doing them and just kept going and somehow it led me to jammies <laughs> it's i mean who was your sort of did you have any sort of wrestling heroes before you, you trained well i like i was obsessed with wrestling like i watched i was absolutely obsessed like mick foley was a huge one and then like that yeah he'd be a very big one for me mm. growing up and then i met him and he heard about my uh, gimmick and he loved it and, I, and he brought me out on stage in front of, uh, like, 700 people at Vicar Street to Amazing. say how much he loved my gimmick. And I was like, what? This isn't real life. That's not real. Well, he's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a good dude. I supported him a lot on tour, and I have a tattoo mm. of him. He's so nice. And oh, wow. So, I mean, we're quite good. Me and Mick are quite good friends. And he, he'd do this thing where he'd, 
he'd bring me out on stage after I'd done my support slot and he's on doing his thing and everyone's excited about seeing Mick and he'd bring me on just to destroy me about the fact I've yeah. got him tattooed on me. Um, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> but, he brought me out just because uh, he liked my uh, my little prop to him with one of my moves. <laughs> amazing. And he let me take a picture of me putting one of my special things in his mouth. So that was kind of like pretty much it's something I never thought would happen, but it happens. That <laughs> so is you can't be that. <laughs> That is amazing. Um, so Mick Foley was a hero. Any any other any other peeps? Oh, like like Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon. I just thought he was the coolest thing in the world. Like uh, just oh god, like I couldn't even pick. There's so many because I just literally would watch it all the time. Mm. But the, I wouldn't say like there was anyone. It kind of more when I got started wrestling, I looked at it very differently. Sure. You know, obviously, as a, I'm sure every wrestler says that, but like. Growing up, obviously, it was Stone Cold, like, and Lita was a business, and China, China, I thought she was, like, God's gift. I just loved her. I just loved the fact that she got in there and beat up men. <laughs> I always liked that. Did, did so, you, yeah. Did you find when you started training that, and I found this with a couple of, of wrestlers I've spoke to, is they had certain heroes and certain people they wanted to emulate before they started training, and then almost when they started training, their education went from it's like you said you didn't realize there's anything other than wwe until you uh, yeah until you started training did you did you then sort of start looking at other people that you perhaps wouldn't have been aware of before and and have them influence you at all yeah big time like as in yeah before i started training i i think tna would have been the only other kind of thing that i knew hmm. you know like and i wouldn't have known about like you know the uh, PWGs and like the like Japanese wrestling. I was kind of something I started to dip my feet in even before, and I was just kind of like, "What the hell is this?" But I think <laughs> once it's, I actually started training and you know started to know everything, I started appreciating like, "Oh my god, these guys are absolutely insane." Candice LeRae always then became my like she was my idol. Oh, she's amazing as well. She's really oh, good. she's unreal. She's my like, and I remember years ago, like I was one maybe two years into it, and I started. Like just, I went down training and I just copy all her moves, <laughs> <laughs> and I just loved her. And uh, and I'm actually going to be wrestling her in a couple of weeks as well. Which oh, when I found, yeah, I found that out. I was like, oh my, God. like don't mark out, because she's my like even still, I'd be like she is my favorite. I adore her. So that that's very very cool. On a Candice Lorray related moment, have you have you wrestled Joey Ryan? I did indeed. My favourite match. <laughs> and it was a cruiserweight classic if I ever had one in my life. It was uh, <laughs> the most trying and testing match of my life. I don't think I bumped once. <laughs> oh, no, I did. I took a bootplex. That was it. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's definitely my favourite match. And I just, uh, I want to do it. I would do it a billion times because I just, there was never someone more suited to wrestle Martina ever <laughs> and it, it was just great because when he came up he's like he obviously like he looked at all my stuff and I think he kind of got the idea and I was like right well your member is your superpower so is mine <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna make them battle it out and I had just loads of ideas I just like wanted him to take tissue paper out of my bra <laughs> when he went for the bootplex and <laughs> <laughs> all this stuff it was oh, i loved it it was just so much fun because like obviously i play martina like she's a she likes the fellas so when joey ryan came out and started oiling him up i think martina lost control <laughs> uh, yeah no it was so much fun and i would just i'd love to do it again i remember seeing it being advertised and i was like oh oh good god this is going to be brilliant um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like it's that kind of match and i remember people talking about it after and they were like obviously like a lot of people have a problem with joey ryan's style of wrestling I love it. I think it's great. When I was told I was at wrestling them, I freaked. So I was like, this is a dream match. And I just, even like, I remember when, the, when it was announced, I just won the OTT women's belt and I knew they were about to announce it. And I was like, no, shh, shh, this is the real one. This is the really big, this is the really big pop I want. Like, this is going to be amazing. Because I was just so excited for that. And I just couldn't wait to like scream it out all over social media. And be like, I'm wrestling Joey Ryan. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. And it was just like, uh, like people don't like Joey Ryan's style some people don't and obviously we had like insane flippy masters on the same show mm. and we went out there and like we just grabbed each other's parts and <laughs> called it wrestling <laughs> I, I think <laughs> and tried to beat each other <laughs> I, I, I think it's it, the Joey Ryan thing's quite interesting because like on on things like Facebook I'm friends with a, a lot of current wrestlers and I'm friends yeah. with some older wrestlers and it's interesting to see 
people's attitude. For example, the the Joey, the really famous video of Joey Ryan in Japan. Yeah. Um, now I find that I, I really like hard hitting Japanese wrestling. That is my thing. Oh yeah. I find that really entertaining. Why wouldn't you? You know, but like I like that. What there was that one where like. Uh... I think it was uh, Bola where they all went in yes. and just like ended up flipping each other over. You had like Pete and like and Tommy End all, and, and Tommy End, all these really <laughs> serious wrestlers getting fucking flipped by it. <laughs> it was great and like that popped the crowd insanely because you're not used to it. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I, I just I always this is something I've brought up on on the podcast before is and it was to do with the the Will Ospreay and, and Vader thing. Yeah, in the. You know, Vader's a, a guy in his 50s and he doesn't like what Will Ospreay does and fine. But I'm fairly sure there would have been people in about 1991 who didn't like Vader doing moonsaults. Exactly, yeah, exactly. You know, like, things, people things are evolve. always going to have their problem. People are always going to have their problem. And I have seen people say about, like, they've watched my match with Joey Ryan hmm. and they've been like, oh, I don't really like comedy wrestling, but that was really good. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people, even, like, fellow workers would be like, oh, no, we're not mad about that style of wrestling, mm. but they were like, you gave us exactly what we wanted from that. They were yeah. like, that was exactly what we were expecting and what we wanted. You know, it's like they did not want me to go in there and start doing flips or dives or anything like that. It was like, no, 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 this is a character. This is a character match. And that's what, that's what it's there for. And I like, and I love this. The crowd really enjoyed it. It's one that I, constantly promote there was that whole thing i don't know if you heard about it about me setting women's wrestling back five years by doing comedy I was, wrestling i know i was going, i wanted <laughs> this is one of my questions i wanted to talk to you about so to, to set the scene yeah. you, you was it your debut in icw no no I've been, I've been in icw now since before christmas and i've been I, like i i started an icw on one of their tour shows sure uh in leicester i think it was and like the crowd loved it mm. and like i love working kayla ray she's She's wonderful. She's brilliant. She's oh, she's off the charts. And um, yeah, so then they were like, "Look, if you like, you're going to do really well in Glasgow. Glasgow mm. people will love that." So then I went to Glasgow, and I went, and again, it went really well. And I had another match since that, and I did even more comedy on that, and it got over even better. Sure. Um, but then it was last week. I was in ICW, and I was against Viper and Casey Owens, and again, I was sticking very much to my comedy and they loved it like the crowd were great but Casey did a flip off the rope and landed very, very badly right. and so she injured herself so then but she, like she, we continued with the match and my finishing bit was my uh, Mr. Direxo thing because it was previous to that the crowd loved it They because like, I kept getting the ref with it and that was kind of the, the storyline like the ref had it and then I think the next match I made the ref um like I Heimlich maneuvered him and he spat out because I couldn't find mine. <laughs> so he had it. And so it's just I've kind of been trying to build on the story of just kind of always having it. And then so when I came out for that match, the um, like I had a load of different things stuffed away, including a Toblerone bar, <laughs> <laughs> just little different things I wanted to keep as a weapon. And he confiscated my direct. So, uh, but then I whipped it out anyway. And like, I, I won my first ICW match. I don't know if it hasn't aired yet. So, I don't, um, but I and the crowd. What I started doing my celebratory dance, and they like I think they were they were behind Casey because she just got injured. So a lot sure. were kind of like, oh, you know. And I was like, yeah. And it was three faces in a match as well, so hmm. it was even harder in that regard. Like there was no big bad heel to kind of play off. Um, but then like I started winning, and I just started doing like my insane humping and grinding dancing and so the crowd started coming around and it was grand and like everyone was happy with it and then on the fan page some girl wrote up being like I've kept my mouth quiet long enough I women's wrestling has progressed so much and I like can't believe there's women like Martina ruining it with their uh with her condom gimmick and you know so like women's wrestling are working so hard these days to progress women's wrestling and I'm taking it back five years Mm. and which okay and everyone is entitled to their opinion and of i do not go out there thinking everyone's going to love what i do everyone's going to find me funny because they're not of course and obviously the more people you wrestle in front of you're going to get that even more and i was 100 percent prepared for that i was not prepared for 700 comments of people defending me that was lovely you know I mean? wasn't it that was quite that was nice insane i couldn't believe it like i was just traveling home from glasgow and my phone people just tweeting being like 
you know, the fact that we fought there, there's actually finally room for a woman to start doing that comedy stuff, to be the female Joey Ryan, to be the female Cal Cabana. Mm. That's what people are saying. It's like, the, like because women's re- wrestling has taken such a revolution, and it has, and it's progressed, and women are doing absolutely brilliant. But every single one of them can't be going for that. I'm either a Kurt Angle or I'm going to be a Will Ospreay. I'm going to be this. Like you know, everyone. If all the girls are like fighting for that position to be the big bad serious wrestler, mm. like that's grand. But everyone's going to mesh. How are you going to stand out in that? You know what I mean? Like so. I do think you're right. It, I think there's there's room now because women's wrestling. Women's wrestling is rightly such a big deal. It means yeah. that there is room for more than just your standard characters, and I think exactly that is... like it's the fact that on a male dominant show there would be the spot for the Cult Cabanas or the Joey Ranch to have that that comedy match, hmm. and then the women's match would just be the women's match. But why can't we have the women's match be a part of that comedy match? Like why can't the women? bring that aspect to the table now sure like we don't always have to be taking it why do we have to take ourselves so seriously just because we're women yeah like like do we have do we have to fight this um like do we have to fight on our feminist behalf by being serious and demanding the men take us seriously like why can't we have a laugh at ourselves and be seen as breaking a wall for women's i think that's what i personally that's why i stand behind what i do and i won't apologize for it well, and i have fun with it I mean, it's because I think there's room for it now. I mean, speaking of someone who, like, if you look at the comedy industry, there's ten times more male comedians than female comedians. Yeah. And a common thing that promoters will do is say, oh, well, you know, we can't book more than one one woman on a show or anything like that. I'm like, well, you're booking four comedians. If 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 you happen to have two or three female comedians at that four comedian bill and they're all good, they should be booked because they're good, not because yeah. of what's that. And, and comedy's still, it's not as bad as it was when I started 12 years ago, but comedy's still in that, in that, in that whole sort of sphere of, of, oh, we have to treat women comedians as completely, no, they're just comedians. They're just comedians. Yeah. The, the way I wanted wrestling, the reason we didn't have women's matches on progress shows for so long was, was down to my opinion that, I wanted it to be that everyone who was booked on our show was booked for a reason and it was yeah. that they were good and also that they get the right reaction. And that's the cool thing about, about progress is that women do get the right reaction. You don't get anyone being lecherous or anything like at our shows because I don't want that. I just want people to uh, to come and watch people and go, oh, this person is a brilliant wrestler for this reason, be it them being serious or funny or whatever. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I do, I do think... I agree 100%. And the fact is, the fact that, like, say, if you were to have a progress without a women's match, hmm. it shouldn't be seen, like, it, it would be much better, and I agree on this for every promotion, it's much better to just even not have a women's match on it rather than just throw two women on just so you can just have a women's match. Absolutely, totally. You know what I mean? Like, at least if you're going to have a women's match, you can put some hype behind it. You can, Mm. like, if you're, you're, like, some places, like, right, well, we're only going to use the best. If the best aren't available, then we're just not going to use it. You know what I mean? Don't just throw people on and throw them in the deep end just because you feel you need to have a women's match. Mm. And that happens all over the place, and it doesn't work. Whereas, obviously, then if you create a little bit of, hype behind it you can actually make it something like that's what i like to do for myself even like when i go to places i like to make promo videos mm. because i feel like that is a i may have one on the way for progress oh, i nice. warn you now <laughs> yeah i'm waiting <laughs> to be edited uh, <laughs> um but yeah i like to kind of put myself out there in that different aspect because not many women do that first of all mm. they don't do many promos and i that's one thing that i found has really helped me get out there more is that a fact that i have a high video contact and i like to just i fucking i drown social media with my character you know what i mean (laughs) just to let you know this is who i am this is what i do like just so you get an idea of what it is that i am because i couldn't go out there in front of the shows without kind of having that backstory and getting the idea of who i am well that's the thing because i have a backstory if you Whenever someone, I notice this. Whenever someone makes their debut for for progress, it's it's interesting to see the different reactions for people's debuts. Because sometimes yeah. you'll get you'll get people who will literally they'll come out to, to you know, pretty you know an, a, a polite reaction. They'll come out to a polite reaction. They'll come out to um, to applause or, or light booing or whatever, and then it's the match that, yeah. that gets them over. 
and a lot of people have uh, i think everyone we book has got the ability to do that the people that that i think are really special are the ones who even before they've made their debut even if they're not the the, the necessarily huge names on the global scene yeah. people will know exactly how to react and i think this will be the case with yourself when you debut for us people will go oh we know how to react it was the same when matt riddle debuted for us we were the, I think yeah. we were the first british company to, to use matt riddle and maybe 150 of our regular fans had perhaps seen him before and the minute he walked out everyone just went no oh, we we get him we, yeah <laughs> Straight away, we, get we, him. we know what we're meant to do right yeah, now <laughs> we, we get him um the fact that he looks like a god probably helps um, <laughs> um it's just <laughs> <laughs> It's just such easy marketing. It's like, let's book the pretty guy. <laughs> They'll it, like him. <laughs> it, I, I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast before, but but someone back <laughs> someone backstage said about Matt Riddle, and I love Matt Riddle, and I, I love the oh, fact he's our, he's our Atlas champion and he's defending the title all around the world. Yeah, which it's is it's great. brilliant. But, he actually, I did my in bed with Martina with him uh, when he was over for us. Yes, and we talked about it, and he was like, I would wear it in the airport. He's like, I would wear that belt with me everywhere I could go. <laughs> I think, I think, he really, really, really represents it. Like, but also, I think we're one of the first companies to make him a champion, which is bizarre oh. for me because I see him as one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Oh, he's, he's unbelievable! Yeah, he's only been wrestling a year and a half. <laughs> I know. Stop. <laughs> Seven years and I settled for comedy. <laughs> but, and you know what? That's exactly why I did it. I look at these guys coming over and you hear, oh, he's in it one year, he's in it two years. And I'm like, my God, I could barely roll. <laughs> like, my God, this, that may, it just depresses me. So then I just go to my backup of like, right, what can I do to make people laugh today? <laughs> like, what video can I do to get myself out there because I don't have the skill? <laughs> he, um, someone backstage at one of our shows described Matt Riddle as. Um, I forget it was another wrestler and I forget who it was and I apologise for not giving them the right credit but they nudged me and said don't you think it's brilliant that finally someone has combined Bill and Ted in one person I was like that is exactly <laughs> what he is it's exactly what he oh is oh my he's, that's even like even just down to his personality he's just he's <laughs> that's so just, cool that's just perfect um, you mentioned the in bed with Martina well, well, find out who said that because they deserve yeah yeah the in bed with Martina things so you've started making videos it's essentially your own little chat show isn't it yeah uh it was uh ott's idea it was just kind of it was kind of a thing it was like i and the thing is a lot of people kind of been like oh but you're talking normally like because obviously when i'm martina i put on my inner city dublin voice and stuff like that <laughs> but i talk quite normal in it because the way they look at it, it's like i i get on really well with people when i meet them hmm. uh and so i can find it really easy to just chat and chat with people so they're like right we have all these names coming over why don't we try and give our audience just another insight into these people? Because, I mean, they see them, they might see them, like, you know, around and stuff like that. But, like, we have a lot of diehard OTT fans that may say they may not, like, have looked into... Now, a lot of them knew Matt Riddle, let's say. Hmm. But say they might have left being like, that Matt Riddle guy, he's really fucking cool. We really like him. Sorry, I keep cursing. (laughs) It's fine, though. Oh, yeah, it's like, I was like, I've reached a stop. It's, that's a Dublin in me. But, uh, yeah, so, like, and then, but then they might go, like, right, well, like, even on, like, say, the night out after, we had loads of people coming up being like, oh, please tell us that Matt Riddle's going to be on your, in, in your bed. <laughs> I'm like, well, steady on. <laughs> but, like, the fact that they kind of were like, oh, they actually are watching it, and they actually, they want to see more of these guys. So it's a way of kind of just, you know, taking advantage, really, of the names that we have coming over. Yeah. And just kind of like, right, so we can put these names to OTT a bit longer. We can put out, we can produce something on a weekly kind of basis to just kind of keep fans in between. Because as I said, we don't have shows. We have shows once a month. Sure. And there, sometimes like, obviously now we have like bigger things coming up so we can promote stuff a few months ahead. But like before that, we didn't really have that. So it's like, right, so let's just give our fans something in between. So we have the guys come over. I get on really well with people in general. So I'm like, just, I just go up to them. Like the promoter doesn't even end up doing it. I end up taking it on. Just be like, <laughs> okay, set this all up. Like, hi, do you want to come to bed with me? No, no, I mean, talk to me in my chat show. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so they just sit and we just have a chat and like, just, I just, you know, let them know. Like, it's literally just to kind of give the fans, just to have the same way we're talking now. It's like a video podcast. Mm. It just doesn't help that most of the time I'm hungover in it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I really like it though because it's even just a great way to even get to know the imports when they come over. Yeah. And just, uh, and say, like, obviously we're kind of using the bigger names at the moment. Like, so we had Joey Ryan, we had Tommy Dreamer, 
I think Renee Dupree was the last one, but then we got the other guys, like say Matt Riddle's coming up, mm. and we got Eddie Kingston and stuff like that, and say the guys we're going to have in a few weeks, we'll, we'll get them on. But as it goes, you know, we'll build up. We kind of then we can start to kind of get the guys that were just there all the time, you know, just yeah. so I could sit down with some of our A or OTT regulars, and we we would have a great one because they're my best friends. Mm. So we could just sit and chat and actually talk to them, and then it's just and it's a way of just like you have so many kind of. Same way as yourself doing this podcast, but it's actually you, hmm. a promoter. You're co- it's coming from a, a wrestling background. You you know what I mean? You're putting it out there on your own back. Whereas, of course, we have podcasts all over where it's just like fans asking us questions. But this is OTT giving the like me from OTT asking what I want yeah, and absolutely. what I want to know. And not even like wrestling-based questions. I just want to know. Like we play that game at the end, which is just something stupid but it's just to add a little bit of something into it like fuck marry kill like because we like you'd always play that game on the road and we've played it a million times like oh who are you gonna kill today <laughs> and uh so i was like you know what i'm just gonna ask the imports this stuff and be like i'm just gonna pick like and it's always dudes that i ask as well yeah <laughs> and i always pick guys that we're on the show with so like so who are you gonna kill you know the guys in the back there <laughs> and uh, it's always just funny to kind of hear their reactions it oh it obviously depends on you know the import some of them are kind of hard to hard to break and they may not be as comfortable talking to you or just have a laugh but then some of them are great you can literally it's like we're just sitting down having a beer <laughs> oh nice um i have two last questions for you um great um Question number one. I mean, like 2017 seems to have started all right for you in terms of you getting out and about and, and wrestling various different places. So yeah. um, have you got a sort of a wish list of places you'd like to be in that, that perhaps you haven't visited yet? Uh, well, I had my wish list. I remember, I think it was Martina's Gaff Party 1 last year. Uh, a Progress fan was there. And he came up to me and he was like, I would love to see you on progress. <laughs> and it just, like, you could even ask my best friend this. I said it to her, I was like, that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That, that was, like, seriously, it was like, that's the kind of, that is definitely the goal. ICW, of course, was another one. Hmm. And um, kind of, like, I pretty much kind of got my wish list now, which is, like, a don't think for a second I don't think about that every time I'm about to set off to somewhere say I wrestled for Pro Wrestling Eve there last week in mm. London and I met a fair few progress fans there and they get, made me feel so much better they were like <laughs> you're going to do great we can't wait to see you in progress next week I was like phew <laughs> right, that's a guarantee to there were three people that might cheer for me <laughs> um, oh, I think you'll be fine yeah, trust like, me <laughs> yeah, like just do it just like dance with me that's all I want you people to do Um yeah, no, so, like, it was kind of, like, I remember Pro Wrestling Eve, just when I was doing Kaza, it was, like, the only all-women place I'd heard of, and I was like, I'd love to do that, but I was never booked. <laughs> and, uh, obviously, then, getting that was kind of, in my own head, it was like, well, that, that's, a, like, a goal from years ago that I've managed to achieve. And then I remember progress, when progress kind of was in my head, I was like, oh, I wish. But I just, as the year went on, and I, obviously, I'm friends with so many people that are on progress, and seeing them go, I just kind of put it, it's just not like maybe it's just you know I'll do I'll just try and put it in the back of my head and then when I got the email I was like oh, this is what a dream's like <laughs> so yeah that's like I don't think pretty much my goal for this year because it's as you said it started off so good I've had to leave my weekend job for it which is an amazing thing to be able to say um I really want to keep the momentum hmm. so it's like I'm I'm quite booked up, but I just want to keep it that way because I love going. I love the UK. I've made so many friends over there. Going over there every weekend and just, just hanging out with your mates and having a wrestle is like, is there a better life than that? <laughs> like, it's, and I don't think I would want anything. I don't think I'd have as much fun anywhere else that, as I've been having the last little while. Oh, so that's, that's literally, that's like, I don't, I'm not thinking, I'm not shooting for the stars or anything. I'm just riding the train and seeing how it goes. But my, yeah, I just want to keep, I'll just go and wrestle every weekend if I can. I think that's, it's, it's the right attitude to have towards anything. I mean, we had it when we started Progress. It was our hobby and it was just, let's see yeah. how it goes. And it was the same when I started stand up. It was like, I've got another job. Let's see how it goes. And then, yeah, it, I think if you become too focused on and a careerist about things, that's the point yeah, where that's it when be- the negativity comes in. It becomes a grind, doesn't it? And you, yeah. You know. Like yeah, I'd, if I started being like, that like oh my god I'm not getting this or this or this it was, like or if I really put all my like I still have a job as a receptionist in an MS center so it's like that's my week mm. but my weekend it's like 
it's not going to work. It's I'm going to hang out with my friends. I get to meet so many new cool people that I end up becoming best friends with in a day, <laughs> you know, and I just have so much fun while I'm doing it. And it's really, I just want to make that last as long as possible so that when I am 60, I look back and go, yes, grandchildren. <laughs> I did wear leopard print pajamas and travel all over the place <laughs> doing insane things. No, you cannot watch a video of it. Do not watch a video of it. <laughs> So, so yeah, that's it. So final question. Um <laughs> yeah. is so if people haven't seen anything of you before and they're coming to the progress show on Sunday, which you know, has sold out, so there'll be seven hundred people in the elect- <laughs> in the electric ballroom. Um I mean, how do they best need to prepare for, for your match and for your entrance in particular? So how do Oof. how do our fans need to because I know that most of them will be listening to this, um, so how do they need to prepare for it? Uh, I mean, they will all be quite drunk, if that helps. That's perfect. Then they'll be exactly like me. We'll just be on the same level in that case. (laughs) Um, Make sure they've got their drinks in their hands. Make sure they're on their feet. Uh, Glow sticks are more than welcome. Uh, Possibly may have my own. Who knows? Um, Just, I want to see hands in the air. I I want it to look like a 90s dodgy rave for the five minutes (laughs) that it takes. There's definitely been dodgy raves in the electric ballroom. We can probably make that happen. Yeah, that's pretty much what, like, that's it. And just expect to see absolutely no grace, no dignity. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, self-respect, throw it out the window. (laughs) Because that's, Martina's coming to town. (laughs) Uh, And I just, it's going, it's going to be fun. That like, as in it, it. That's what I bring. It's like, women, we're great. We're doing fantastic. I'm bringing a bit of fun to it now. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm very much excited about um, seeing yourself and Dahlia Black on Sunday. So it'll be. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait! Excellent stuff. I can't wait to see a fella too. So uh, I'm going to watch out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, TK. Um, what have you let yourself in for? Um, uh, before I let you go, um, plug some things, so uh, point people in direction of your Twitter and things like that. Uh, my Twitter is, it's hilarious as well, uh, like hilarious, obviously. Uh, Moth from the Flats uh, is my Twitter. Session Mott Martina is Facebook like page and Instagram as well, I think, uh, which is kind of more just personal, but like I, I, it's pretty, I am nothing but, I'm slowly turning into martina like there there's really there's the haze hazy line in between <laughs> so yeah it's, and then if you want to check out the uh in bed with martinas they're on the over the top wrestling facebook page there's some fun ones like joey ryan and uh tommy dream hornswoggle who was half asleep and hung over from being on the bar the night before with me <laughs> uh but they're fun and they're up every week so they're just and they're more me kaza myself talking to them but like it, it's good fun and it's kind of shows you a bit of import life excellent and yeah that's pretty much it awesome well we will um we'll see you uh, for anyone who's coming to progress uh on sunday we will uh we'll see you in camden oh, on sunday thank you very I much can't wait thank you very much for being on tuesday night joe ah thank you martina you absolute legend i will look forward to meeting you properly and in person on sunday at progress um, for Old Man Yells at Cloud. I'm delighted to be making her, delighted for her to be making her Progress debut and seeing what the Progress Ultras make of her, which I imagine will be a positive reaction as she goes up against Dahlia Black. Um, once again, to support this podcast, do all the rating and reviewing of it that you can. Recommend it to people. Use the hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw when you tweet me, at Jim Smallman. Um, point people at jimsmallman.com slash TNJ. If you got a spare couple of quid and you want to see me doing stand-up for an hour... Um, then jimsmormon.com slash mygirls. I got loads of downloads after my wife was on Tuesday Night Jaw. Loads and loads of downloads from people going, oh, you do a whole show about your wife. I'm going to find out more. And you did. Awesome. Um, thank you very much for your support. I genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. It's amazing that you guys choose to download this once a week and listen to it and ask me questions and, and interact with me. That's really cool. The fact that um, occasionally people are willing to put their hand in their pocket and chuck a couple of quid my way is mind-blowing really is and genuinely super super helpful as well so i I always appreciate it so thanks for that 
Um, obviously, progresswrestling.com, uh, demand-progress.com for progress-related stuff, and the Distraction Pieces Network uh, is where you need to go for all your podcast needs. Scroobius Pip's wonderful Distraction Pieces podcast is, I think, the finest podcast uh, not just in the United Kingdom, in the world. It's genuinely brilliant. Um, uh, a couple of podcasts he recorded when he was over in the Netherlands uh, that he's brought out recently were genuinely awesome. Um, uh, so do listen to those. Uh, the Stop and Search podcast and Say Why to Drugs are both great as well. And there's a new podcast, uh, I don't think it started just yet, but starting soon, uh, called Hardcore Listing. Um, I think Pip came up with that name in the same way he came up with Tuesday Night Jaw. Um, uh, but Hardcore Listing, which um, you're going to want to listen to, trust me. Honestly, it's going to be good. So support the Distraction Pieces Network. Support Progress Wrestling. Super grateful. Support me. Super grateful. Um, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, tell more people about it. More listeners we got, then the more that me and you guys can take over the world. I mean, I- I'm going to give you all jobs. Don't worry. We'll all... I don't know what the manifesto will be, but now's the time, guys. Now's the time. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 